It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. Welcome back into the PDQ Restaurant Point of Sale postgame show. Along with John Ritchie, I'm Rob Ellis. Eagles win 22-16. They get the win that they need. They clinch the number one overall seed in the NFC. They will have the week off as the other teams do battle in the wild card round. They will have home field advantage throughout leading up to the Super Bowl if they can take it that far. But it was not an awe-inspiring game, that's for sure. Joining us right now, you can catch him on Go Birds uh, Saturdays 1-3 to with James Seltzer and, of course, Go Birds podcast. All of his appearances throughout the week, and you can check out his work as well at 94WIP.com. All right, Elliot, I just kind of laid it out right there. So just give me mm-hmm. your, you know, kind of where you are from a feel standpoint as they enter the playoffs. Confident? Not confident? Eh, where are you? Yeah, I mean, just going into the playoffs with this team specifically, I don't think I'm confident. I don't think people should really be confident in this team. Uh, they have two home playoff games. That's certainly reason to think that they could go to the Super Bowl. But I think it's been a month now of every time this team plays poorly, there's an excuse for it, right? In Chicago, well, it was cold and it was, you know, it was a, a road game. In Dallas, well, they didn't have Hurts, and, you know, they turned it over four times. Against the Saints, it's just one of those games. And today, it's, well, the, the offense was just vanilla. I think after a month, the excuses kind of have to stop. This team is not playing well heading into the postseason. That's just a fact. We can debate if it matters or not, but they're not playing well, and they are not where they were a month ago. Why did it feel like things stalled out? It felt like the, the opening drives of each half, we were moving the ball. We know that things stalled out in, in the red zone repeatedly. Yeah. But uh, how much of that is good Giants defense with backups? How much of that is on us as an offense? So I think in the red zone, that is one area where Jalen's legs really helps this team. And, sure. you know, really his, his, op, his legs help them on all parts field in the running game escaping pressure all those things and I did think today he did seem a little more hesitant to run 
than, you know, when you're just watching him and you're not thinking about his injury. I thought there were a few plays where he uh, he kind of looked to throw it a little longer than he might have otherwise. Mm-hmm. But I think especially in the red zone, if you're not going to call Jalen running plays, uh, you know, they're, that's a big part of it. And it's a big part of their playbook in the red zone. So, you know, I think maybe they didn't call those today because of the injury. But right. I think in the red zone, that was why. Ellie, did, did you take away, like my first reaction was they're they're sort of trying to play this game with one hand tied behind their back. In other words, they know the importance of the win. But it's also, hey, don't get hurt out there. Certainly Jalen is, is the primary there. But it felt like that for others. I mean, John observed it with, with Dallas Goddard as well. Were you, I mean, it's a tough way to play football. Were you surprised that, A, that was the approach, and, and B, how frank that they were about it? I mean, Nick Sirianni didn't duck that. Yeah, I, I do think there is some truth to the fact they were playing with one hand tied behind their back. But the issue is the other team was playing with both hands tied behind their back and all their good players sitting on the bench, right? I mean, so even if they weren't running their best offense, they were running whatever plays they were running were against team, against exclusive backups on that Giants defense. I think they played one player who you could label a starter, but outside of that, it was all backups. So unless, unless they're running plays that are purposely meant not to be impressive, any play they called should have worked because they're, they're going up against backups. A.J. Brown is a Pro Bowl player. Jalen Hurts, MVP candidate. They have Pro Bowlers all over that offense, right? So I don't think there's any plays they called where I think it's justified not to look good against the players they were going up against. Do you expect the coaching staff to reshuffle this offensive line during the next two weeks? I do not, no, because I think Lane is going to be there when the playoffs start. Um, now, the well, question for a is, contingency plan, like if Lane is unable to go after trying to go, will right. the replacement offensive line move the tackles? So I don't think so because the issue is if, you, if you're practicing and expecting Lane to play – and then either at the last minute he can't or, you know, two drives into a game he comes out. At that point, then you're talking about moving players that you haven't really had practicing at those spots. So you could potentially have my lot of practice on the right side a few times to practice just to get ready. And I'll have to rewatch the game to get a feel of how Driscoll played. But I, didn't, I, I personally don't think it's at a point where they have to do it yet. And I think with the fact that Lane is going to play, or at least try to play, you won't see them move things around. Ellie, what did you think about C.J. Gardner-Johnson coming back and playing in the slot rather than the safety spot? Do you think that's the way to go, especially if we're not seeing Avante Maddox you know, yeah. come playoff time? So I definitely think it's the right move. Uh, I think that, you know, despite the fact he had that poor play on the goal line, mm-hmm. uh, Reed Blankenship has played relatively well since coming in. I think he's probably played better than Josiah Scott. And I, and I think that Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is a, is a really good uh, – you know, nickel corner. So I think that makes sense. I was a little surprised that they showed it today. I mean, if we want to say that on offense they're trying to show nothing, then on defense showing what your plan is with your most versatile player and the biggest question you have seems a little counterintuitive, right? Like, I don't see why they would hide everything on one side of the ball and then give the answer away to their plan with their safety, you know, nickel corner situation. But but I do think it's the right move to make. I, that, that's how I would play it. Yeah, or, you, or you just felt the reps were so critical for him to, to get it with live bullets flying around. Yeah. I mean, that's the counter, yeah. I guess. How surprised, yeah, that, that how surprised do you think the uh, starters were that they ended up having to play this whole game? I think surprised. I mean, I, you know, when it was, I think it got to 16 or 19 nothing or something yeah. like that. Yeah, 19 nothing. I would have pulled them then. Um, you know, who knows how it would have played out. But I, I was surprised. They played the full time. And, I mean, that's the, that's the weird thing about this season, that, you know, as dominant as they've been, and we've done plenty of post-season hits, um, post-game hits where it's, you know, is this the best Eagles team ever? Is this one of the best Philly teams ever? 
it took them recovering an onside kick in the final minute of the final game to clinch the division and the number one spot, right? So as, as great as they were and as great as they have been for stretches, it shouldn't have come down to that. And I know Jalen got hurt, but nobody a month ago thought that they would be putting their defensive starters back out on the field against Davis Webb with a few minutes to play in the final game. And the fact that it reached that point is a failure. Elliot, what player or position group, not injury, I don't mean Lane Johnson's injury, we're, you know, obviously that's a big yeah. concern in Avante, has you most concerned about the, way, the level of play that you're seeing from them of late? Yeah, I, I, look, I think it's Jalen. Um, just because he matters so much more than everybody else. If he plays the best he can and he plays like he has at his best this year, not really sure it matter, matter who's, who is at tackle, right? I think you can get past those things. Now the question today with Jalen's struggles is, was it rust? Or was it, um, you know, the fact that he was clearly not playing 100%? The Eagles did not shy away from that in the postgame pressers. Like, Jalen, to me at least, my read on it was it was a struggle just to get him to play this game, right? Mm-hmm. Nick said he was sore during the game. Uh, so, to me, it's, it's definitely Jalen. I thought the interception he had was a very poor decision. You could probably put that more on rust than, than poor throwing. But I thought there were a few throws today that he missed that were uncharacteristic. He probably had more kind of errant passes today than, you know, I don't want to say all season, but any other, any other game I could remember. So it's definitely Jalen heading into the postseason. You know, Elliot, I think a big part of that is they just didn't let Jalen be Jalen. You know, th- this game plan was such that he was not his normal, explosive, uh, un- indefensible self because they weren't having him keep the ball. That was just not even an option out there. The way that they were blocking things, it was different. They changed it to protect him, and as a result, he was not as effective. I I really believe that. Yeah, and honestly, I'm not even saying I completely disagree with you, but it just feels like now it's been a month of, well, actually, they're good. It's just they're not trying hard, right? Or actually, they're they're still really good, but they're telling him not to do this. And again, I don't think you're wrong. But it's just been a long time until we've done one of these postgame hits and gone, man, they played great today. Right. No reason to make an excuse for anything. It's, you, know, it's, you can only do this for so long before Over a month. This, yeah, this team is just not clicking on all cylinders heading into the postseason. And, and for what it's worth, if you're going to put the starters out there and you're going to get them these reps, then I think they should have just ran the full offense and they should have done the full thing because mm-hmm. either one of two things is true. One, they're just not doing it at a high level. Or two, they're... Jalen's hurt, and they're going into the postseason with a quarterback that's not able to do everything he was able to do during the regular season. Is this team? How confident is this team? You know, being being there around the guys after the game, the message that was coming out of that locker room was what? So to me, they seem confident. You know, it was certainly a celebratory mood. They just won the division. They got the number one seed, and they should celebrate. You know, the, the struggles of the last month shouldn't overlook what a great accomplishment that is and how far they've come since 2020. But I did think it was noteworthy that Nick, who puts a lot of thought into his messages and what he tells the team, felt the need to make the message, you guys should still be confident, that you have reason to be confident. And I don't know if, hmm. you know, it would have been a good follow-up, but I, I don't know if that's because he sensed the lack of confidence. But it is interesting that considering everything that's going on, he felt to the need to make his message, you guys should still believe in yourself. Wow. 
Elliot, man, we appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk to you after the uh, first playoff game, man. So you, you get a, you get a yeah. week away from us next week. Look at you. I mean, <laughs> well, I don't get a week away from Richie. I'll probably talk to him. Good like point. Time you know what? That. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, sorry uh, to hear I'm that. I'm always happy to do it. So, yeah. You know, it's all good. <laughs> all right, Elliot. Yeah, I'll talk to you guys in two weeks. All right, all right man. So we appreciate it. Elliot Shore Parks joins us after each and every Eagles game. 